Welcome back to the second episode of ATB, or Above the Bar podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Zach Payne, and uh, my other one is right here, Tyler Beard. What's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, Pretty good. So, since the last podcast, anything anything interesting happened? Well, uh, we were talking a little bit before the podcast, before we started recording, um... I've been having some issues with my car. It's been kind of a uh, pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few things need to get fixed, and I can't decide if I'm going to fix them or not. <laughs> Main thing being the brakes. Yeah. Um, they are making this abnormally large grinding noise whenever I try to stop, but they still work, so I figured I don't need to do anything. <laughs> um, it's going to be like $1,000 to replace uh it's like getting to the point to where you're like mm, yeah. is my car worth it or well i with that and the few other things i need to get fixed it's it's gonna cost too much to uh-huh. do that versus just sell the car so i'm gonna sell the car um <laughs> uh but this morning i on the, my way over here um i'm leaving my apartment complex and and the way it's set up when you're coming out uh, you can see to the left, but you can't really see to the right. Mm-hmm. And so you're, so you really do have to stop and, uh, to, to, to make sure no one's walking, <laughs> walking <laughs> across, um, the sidewalk there. And I'm, I'm, I look to the left and I'm going pretty slow and then I'm trying n- not to break and, I look to the right and a guy is walking his dog right there. And, oh my gosh. And I have to kind of slam on my brake <laughs> and slow down, make make sure the dog's not under my car. And it just makes the loudest, most obnoxious grinding noise oh that <laughs> you'd ever heard. The guy's like, I wish you would have hit me. I didn't want to yeah, hear that. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't <laughs> want to hear that. I probably gave the dog a heart attack. Um <laughs> Uh, you so know, funny. dogs and noises. It just made yeah. the most obnoxious noise that you probably never heard. Um, so <laughs> yeah, my my funny story this week. Um, every every week, my family has a uh, um, a family dinner, and you know, sometimes they cook in, sometimes they order out. And uh, this past week, they ordered out, and uh, there's this new Indian place in town. I'm not sure what it's called might be mumbai or something um and we're all all of them are named in mumbai yeah (laughs) and uh and where they order the food and she my my stepmom uh she's on the phone and she's ordering all the food and you know she's getting advice from the the um the person who's taking her order and she's like we need uh we need food for 14 people because it was you know extended family was there as well and uh and he's like, oh, okay, we'll get you, uh, you know, enough food. Is that, for- is that your Indian accent? <laughs> <laughs> it's my, my best, my best take on it. Uh, but he's like, you know, we'll get you, uh, yeah, for 14 people, 14 people. And, uh, and so she goes to pick up and they didn't tell her how much it was when she was picking up. Um, and she gets the bill. It's over $600 for all the food for 14 people that's like 42 dollars a person like yeah that's quick that's, math that's not how you do like family dinners is <laughs> when you have a family together it's like let's just get a bunch of cheap stuff and we'll all eat, take part in it so apparently the guy thought 
he got mixed up with 40. 40 and 14. Oh, 14 and 14. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he gave us food for 40 people, which is more reasonable. That's what, like $12, something like that? $12 yeah, a person? And so that's like pretty typical, but we only had 14. So, and, you know, they weren't going to take the food back. And so she comes back in the suburban with like trays and trays and trays. We probably had over 200 pieces of non bread just like in this container. And like after afterwards, uh, my dad and uh, my stepmom were kind of upset, but they kind of laughed about it too. But yeah, they... where's where's all this food? I'm I'm looking to score some of <laughs> they, this. It sounds uh, good. It was it was actually really really good. Um, what, not a, what, they're what not they, a sponsor. Mumbai Indian. What uh, what what they have in there? Uh, well, they had like tikka else? masala. Um, there's like this cashew based chicken, and then there was the butter chicken, which is like really good, and then samosas too, and just. Really, really good food, but for four, 40 people, not 14. So they had it for the next like six meals, <laughs> all the leftovers. So, um, did you get, did you eat like a meal for four people? I, um, probably two people. Two people. <laughs> I, I was, I was starving at the time and the food was like really, really good. So I just scarfed it down. Nice. So, um, so yeah, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of feedback from uh, this our first podcast. A lot of people said it was kind of you know um, not super organized. It wasn't you know we didn't focus on anything specific. So we got uh, a, we got a lot of not structured. Yeah, um, yeah, and I mean it wasn't in in defense. It was literally just a test we were putting our feelers out there just trying to get comfortable with the microphone and getting you know talking behind it so yeah uh, zach, but- zach hit record and just started talking <laughs> and i i was not even facing my <laughs> microphone <laughs> he was he was thinking like oh yeah this is just a test and oh cool like we'll go 30 seconds and yeah. then we'll we'll start and like then five minutes. minutes in he's like oh okay this is the whole thing cool <laughs> yeah it's all um right. But yeah, so uh, so this week we are going to uh, do a couple segments. Um, this one segment is probably going to be a regular segment um, because it's something that we talk about very often. Um, it's, you know, interesting slash dumb either inventions or business ideas. And uh, we've we've dubbed it um, Shark Tank Bank. You it's know. our bank of ideas for Shark Tank. Exactly. Um, so, gonna, uh, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's a bunch of multi-million dollar ideas that yep. you guys cannot take. Yeah. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. This podcast will be time stamped uh, so we can take you to court. Yeah. We have trademarks on everything. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, roll the intro music for uh, this segment. And here we go. Shark Tank Bank. Alrighty. So, uh, Tether wrote down a couple ideas here. Uh, first one says crowdsourced 
parking finder. Oh yeah, go yeah, into yeah, detail yeah. about that. Um, no, this is an idea I've had for a long time, and I've I've always wanted to figure out a way to do it. And I think now with drone technology, it's very possible. So I'm I'm thinking. All right, so what, how often do you go to a restaurant, a mall, a store, and you have no idea that so you park maybe um you know a thousand feet away from the actual doors mm-hmm. but there's a parking spot right in the front and you had no idea that it's there mm. and so what i'm thinking is you know why not have a kind of crowdsourced people driving around you you got your application out um and i don't know how you get people to you know it, actually want to invest their time into to doing this but uh let us know where those parking spots are um you know but i think now with drone technology we can just have have little drones flying over all the parking lots and Mm. maybe um, interesting just like being able to scan the parking lot scan the parking lot point out those little parking spaces you have your app it tells you what parking spots are open um you know, I, I think it's a huge time saver because yeah. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've I've gone up and back and up and back and, and there's no parking spots in, mm-hmm. in one row, but then there's a front and then as spot. Soon, yeah, as soon yeah. as you pass it, it like one opens up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. That's actually a, a pretty interesting idea because, I mean, every all, all technology that's coming out today is all about uh, saving time as much as possible because mm-hmm. time is very valuable nowadays and so i mean why not if if you can have something that saves you you know if you're if you're going around and parking all the time why not yeah and i you know i can't tell you how many times that i've not gone to places because i feared the parking sawgrass ball oh my gosh out there uh down down here in South Florida, we have Sawgrass Mall, just giant, one of the biggest the, malls in America. Even the Boca Town Center, yeah. that's awful. I mean, there's parking I, like all around the mall, but I mean, it's oh, just yeah. like I I love shopping. I love shopping there. They have great outlet stores. Everything's really uh, inexpensive. They have really really cool um, stuff that you don't see it at the normal stores. Like you go to the van store there; it's much bigger or uh, store like that. Um, and I just don't go out there because it, it's it when you get there, it, there's almost no parking or you just have no like you're just driving around. There's literally like hundreds of people driving around looking for a parking spot. Yeah. And there could be a parking spot. Um, maybe we make this a maybe it's a paid application. Um, could be to fund the, the drones flying around. And then, then that way, those people are still driving around looking for spots and you know where that yeah. spot is. That's, that's the only thing that I was thinking about as far as like monetization of it. Like, yeah, unless you, you know, do honestly, a, do it I a would, lot of ads. Pay, too, just yeah, have I, ads on it for, for this application. Let's give it a, you know, I'd pay a hundred dollars a month to use this application <laughs> that's, that's pretty steep <laughs> i know i know but i mean for all the for all i mean just to just to know you're like one of the only guys who has it that that can see uh you know where you are yeah um no i would i would love to see the statistics of uh people who don't download an app because it costs money. Even ninety nine cents in the app store. Oh yeah, that I'm sure it's well those those ninety nine cent apps. That's 
it's just kind of silly. It's stupid because it, it does deter a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think the things like, um, like the other day I was looking for like Photoshop. I think Photoshop cost money mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. You you'd pay for it's like mm-hmm. you know thirty bucks or or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much Photoshop is, but yeah, but that that's that's an example. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but for something that's more of like a membership, um. And that comes with an application. Yeah, it so could, it'd be it'd be a membership that comes yeah. with an application. Yeah, it could be a membership thing, potentially. Mm-hmm. But it'd have to be pretty low. And another thing that I was thinking of is like uh like parking garages. You can't really have drones there, but there's always those uh well, just some, parking garage yeah. monitors, the, yeah, the some, security guards. That just we'd, give them you know, something to, else to do. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to come up with a way to to get these parking spots spotted, but mm-hmm. Um, my other idea. Okay, I got I got another big million dollar idea here. Yeah, let's hear. It. Uh, the laundry chair. Um, interesting. How? Yeah. How often do you uh do your laundry? You do your washer. You do your dryer. Uh, the dryer come comes finishes at a inconvenient time, and you just don't fold anything, or it finishes right when you want it to. You still don't <laughs> fold anything, and you throw it on a chair. Um, or your couch or your bed or whatever, and you just kind of leave it there. And um, Zach, you're married, so this doesn't happen as often to you. But I'm, yeah, I, I uh, I married someone who cannot stand uh, <laughs> laundry that's not folded. So if I don't do it, she does it. Yeah, very, very <laughs> or I'll, OCD or I'll in fold that, in that uh, sense. But yeah, or I'll fold like really poorly, and she'll be like, "You didn't do this right," and I'll be like, "Oh, dang it! I guess I." shouldn't do it anymore because i don't know how to do it <laughs> yeah so the laundry chair uh trademark uh is TM. all right so it's gonna be like a high-end chair it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna cost some money it's it's gonna be like the, the centerpiece of your uh living room bedroom whatever mm-hmm. um and it's a chair specifically for you to throw your clothes on um interesting and so people aren't like looking at you like, Hey, you just threw your, your clothes on your couch or your bed or whatever. No, they, you threw it on your laundry chair and all of a sudden it's kind of like, so it doesn't actually like do anything. No, it doesn't, it doesn't doesn't do anything. It it. just, no, it it just makes you, uh, it, it gives you the excuse to throw your laundry on this chair because you're like, you're like, I, Oh, it's my laundry chair. Of course I'm going to throw my, my laundry on here. And people are like, Oh, Oh, that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. Even if, I mean, you can, you can, be a nerd and fold it and then like put it on the chair. But <laughs> I'm just saying for me. So like right now I've got, I've got a load of laundry and, and it's just on my couch right now. Cause my dog does not like me doing any sort of cleaning, folding anything. He just, <laughs> and, and so I, I literally took it out. I took what I needed uh, for the day and then everything else I threw on my couch. And if I had a laundry chair though, cause now, cause now I'm scared for people to come over. Like I want, <laughs> Um, I asked, I asked Cass, uh, Zach's sister to, to take my dog out on Saturday. I'm scared for her to come over. Cause she's going to look at this and be like, this is a crazy person <laughs> with this laundry <laughs> on his, or he's just, he's, he's a mess. Yeah. He doesn't. Um, but if you have a designated chair where it's like, this is it's, my laundry chair. Yeah. What are you talking about? I it's, can put laundry here. It's totally on, fine. Oh yeah. It's, it'll be understandable. Not only acceptable, but it'll be. It, it will it will really brighten up the room. Um, there'll be coming, cool chairs. Coming out with cool several chairs. designs. Um, 
you know. But it'll it'll be a designated. It'll be, it'll be like an it'll be like an art piece right in yeah, the middle, and then your exactly. your your laundry just yeah makes it look better. It's almost like a visible closet. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, I have an idea, or I had an idea uh, that we kind of created in college. Um, it's kind of a thing now. I'm not exactly sure what the app is called, but our title for it was uh, Project Core. Um, and that's K O R. Um, and the re the, essentially what the app is, is where, um, you know, we would have, if you were a designer or, you know, uh, I don't know, a furniture designer, or if you're a web developer or something like that, and you wanted to, or if you're just a regular person who don't, you don't have like any special skill or anything like that. You can go in and say, I want to do this, um, fill in the blank. I want to create an app. I want to create this piece of furniture or something like that. Um, I want to design this. Um, and this is kind of a preliminary sketch that I have of it. Um, and what it would do is, you know, we'd have like an algorithm that would figure out exactly what the project is, what the the timetable for creating that thing is so if it's you know if it's a chair it's probably going to be like a week or two weeks or something like that or if you wanted to create an app it would be you know like i don't know a couple months uh and it would give you that time um timetable and it would also give you all the steps required for that as well as uh connect you with people with those specific skills to uh, do whatever task that is. So for for instance, I keep referring to this, if you're creating an app and you have no technical skills whatsoever, you just have the idea, by submitting that, you would then, you know, trademark your idea, essentially, if it's not already a thing. Uh, but it would give you a timestamp saying, you know, it would give you, you know, around six months approximately to do this project. Um, these are, you know, step one is finding a developer Step two, finding a um, a UX UI designer to design the app. Uh, step three would be, you know, finding a uh, someone to distribute the app uh, to the App Store, Google Play Store, all that stuff. Uh, and then uh, it would have you connect with, you know, an accountant or something like that or whoever to make sure that you're getting revenue and a marketing team and whatnot. And so... It would give you that timetable of who to connect with, and then there would be another side that would actually connect you with those people. So you can be a Joe Schmo and in six months have an app ready to go, and there would be like a um, like a specific price point on that um, to create that app. So it's and, not like so. I know they have stuff similar to that, right? Like like Upwork. Yeah, um, like Fiverr and yeah, stuff Fiverr. like that. Yeah, um, but this would actually it would not only would tell you con- what you need because, like, yeah. when you go to like Fiverr, you're like, you're like, I need a graphic designer. Yeah, because or- I mean, if you if you have no technical skills at all, and you say, oh, I have this great idea for an app, but I have no idea how to create an app. I have no idea, like, even where to start. This app would tell you how to start. It would then, you know give you all the steps required and it would connect you with all the people. So it's kind of like everything in one. Uh, you know what, you know, it really helped you with this app. Um, this app, 
<laughs> <laughs> our next sponsor uh no. it would it would <laughs> but you could, uh, you could be like hey i have this great idea for an app that helps yeah. you design an app <laughs> Can you... <laughs> uh but yeah it wouldn't just be an app it would be like uh furniture or if you wanted to build a house it would connect you with an architect an interior designer if you wanted to create a magazine it would connect you with publishers with writers with all this stuff like you know, any any idea that you have, it would be able to present itself in a way and connect you with people to complete that. Um, oh, that's cool. So, um, and and just a disclaimer: um, the reason we're telling you our great million dollar ideas is not uh, because we're trying to to show, but we're just we're honestly too lazy to make yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. We're lazy people. Like, I mean, we, this... we've come up with so many ideas that we've been like, yeah, let's do it. Like, and let's do it. And then we do we maybe like do the it. first step and then we don't do anything past yeah. that. Well, this is the so, farthest we've got. Like, the yeah. podcast idea was the farthest we've yeah. got. I mean, this is like, we've actually flushed it out and it's like a thing. Like we're on yeah. iTunes, we're on Spotify. Like, by the way, we're on iTunes and we're on Spotify, so and we're on check some us other out. Website. And we're on some other ones uh, too. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know Buzz Buzzsprout, I think it is. Mm, um, Buzzfeed? No, not Buzzfeed. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, like this is the first idea that we've had that we've actually done and so actually maybe, did. So maybe it's, maybe it's we'll get cool. on a roll and we'll just start yeah. doing. And maybe stuff. some of you listeners are like, "Wow, that's a really good idea. I love the laundry chair idea." Yeah, you know, I'm gonna invest. Here's x amount of dollars go ahead and start it maybe well, we will. I, I think they'd just take it and run with it but it, yeah. if you do take it of, and run with it yeah. then just you know, throw me a 10 percent. i don't yeah. i don't know i don't need or if know. any of you uh sharks out there are listening you know yeah we want we hope you're in <laughs> <laughs> get it so get on board yeah uh. but yeah so i created or, or you know, I worked with a couple guys to try and create Project Core, but it never actually went anywhere um, in college. Um, and by the way, Project yeah. Project Core sounds like some like World War Two. Um, yeah, it's it was a like mind control. <laughs> not the best name, but um, uh, but yeah. So we created that in college, which leads us to our next segment. Um, you know, just us kind of talking about different things. Um, and today, I kind of thought of um, talking about post-college life. All right. Uh, we, we're both, you know, fairly recent graduates. Uh, I graduated, um, I'm actually, I graduated in 2016, um, but I'm still doing some other classes to get my what did it, did architecture it you, certification. Seven, seven years? Uh, like five and a half. <laughs> five and a half um but yeah i'm still so my my background is in architecture i went to um i graduated from the university of florida uh with a bachelor's of design and now i'm currently getting a bachelor's of architecture from fau it was just a, a one-year additional program uh in order to get certified it's it's like a, this whole thing like Literally, when I explain to people, like, oh, so what do you do? Um, you know, studying architecture. Oh, well, how long do you have left? Well, you know, it's like this whole process. And, like, it's like a whole thing that I have to explain. So, um, a lot, lot of, but steps. yeah. And so, and, you know, I, in college, 
I transferred between four different schools and, you know, changed my major X amount of times. And, uh, but you kind of, you stayed at one school, you went, you had a very different, uh, college, college path. So, um, so before you went into college, what, what were you thinking, uh, you know, how it was going to (laughs) work? Like what, what, what did, what were you expecting out of college when you were in high school? Um, man. And did it pan out how you thought? Man, what was I expecting? I wasn't expecting anything in high school. Um, going to college, I, my senior year, I got, uh, like a lot of people do, I got, I got that freak out mode where like, I'm like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Um, and I was, uh, in, uh, swimming and diving and, and being recruited to go to schools and, um, I had no idea what major I wanted to do, where I went, wanted to go to school. Um, I actually the 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 way I ended up at the school I did. I went to uh, University of North Carolina, and I kind of Chapel Hill. Yeah, <laughs> Chapel Hill. Um, I actually before I even was recruited there, I applied there kind of as a joke um, <laughs> because I I had a I had a teacher in. In high school, my English teacher um, loved her, but she told me I would never get it in. What was her name? Miss Stemple. Oh, I didn't have her. Oh, you never had her? No. Um, she was great. Um, not not uh, saying anything bad about, but she uh, she discouraged she, you. No, 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 no. She 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 just kind of she gave it. She gave us like a realistic like like look. This is a super hard school to get into. Mm-hmm. And this is not an AP English class. This is regular <laughs> English. And I was this like, is remedial English. No. <laughs> and, One fish, uh, two fish, red well, fish, blue to fish. Get, to get in out of state was like, it was, so getting in in state is, is still hard, but it's, uh-huh. it's significantly easier. Getting in out of state, you have to have like something about you. Like you yeah. either got a perfect score on the SAT and also saved like, a hundred kids <laughs> from some disease. Yeah. I, I don't know. And like, yeah, it's, and pretty, it crazy. it's pretty difficult. Yeah. And, um, and I had, I think I had like up just above the, like the baseline, like grades and SAT to get in. Like, mm-hmm. and, um, and so I was, I was fine, but like, I had nothing really academically that was like, like, Oh man, this this guy from Florida, like, let's bring him in. Like he doesn't yeah. have, I was, I was a white guy from Florida. Um, <laughs> they, and cause you know, I mean, college, college does, it looks yeah. into to no, and, ethnicity. Yeah, what, race what is that and, called? Affirmative uh, action. Yeah. Affirmative yeah. action. Um, they uh, North Carolina was very big on that, but, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, athletically I, I got recruited there later on. So, and luckily I got, I got recruited kind of late on cause there was, uh, there was a slot that opened up on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily I applied as a joke because I was, oh, I think I would have, I was just past the deadline for applying. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and, uh, and, but I, but I had already applied. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was good. So I got in one school there. It was, uh, a great experience. I love University of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, Tar Heel, born, bred, dead, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I had a good time. And um, 
being an athlete there was like a little bit different than I guess you know maybe uh, people's other people's experience uh-huh. um, like Zach Zach had a he went to a couple schools to go yeah. to end up at UF yeah and like I just when kinda... I when I initially p- applied to schools uh, you know I I was a decent student in high school I, I didn't have like the best GPA but I had a good enough I actually just got my transcripts the other day from uh, my high school and I had like a 3.2 GPA uh, weight or unweighted 3.8 weighted and essentially weighted and unweighted is just like extracurricular classes versus core classes and stuff and so um, I wasn't a terrible student um, but I wasn't great and so you know a lot of my classmates they applied to uf florida state ucf um usf miami like all those different schools and and fau as well um and so you know i was thinking yeah i'm just gonna stay in state i i applied to the university of alabama i got in um oh so did i yeah you sent a dollar in with your application yeah they were like, are you alive? Do you have a heartbeat? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, but uh, I, I would have, I, I actually would have loved to, to gone. There. I, I, I love my experience in North Carolina, but Alabama was yeah. so awesome. I mean, that's, I, I went there and visited a few times. Mm-hmm. It was so awesome. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got in there, but, uh, my dad was like, you're not going out of state. It's too expensive. <laughs> um, and so I, my parents should have said that to me, but <laughs> <laughs> game of loans yeah (laughs) no but uh but yeah i so i applied to all the schools except for uh uf i applied to florida state ucf usf uh and fau Uh, i didn't apply to miami because that's a private school and um too expensive um so i applied to all those schools um i didn't apply to uf because i didn't think i was you know good enough to get in so um Applied to FSU. That was kind of like my front runner. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a Seminole. That's cool. So uh, applied, got rejected, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, Orlando's not that bad. I can go to UCF. <laughs> applied, got rejected, and I was like, okay, Tampa it is, or St. Pete it is, <laughs> USF. Uh, got rejected. Ooh. And zero for three. I know, oh for three. And my like last ditch effort was FAU. And I got in and I was like, huh, okay. That that was actually one of the first schools I got into was FAU. Um and I got in. It was my last choice. And I was like, huh, okay, well, I guess I'm going here. <laughs> and I li- like, you know, where I grew up was like 30 minute drive from FAU. And so, uh, I was kind of disappointed. I wasn't, you know, super proud of myself, but, um, I don't know why I didn't get into all those schools. Um, my wife actually, she, you know, we, we were high school sweethearts and, um, we went through the same application process and she also, she is a great student and she didn't get into any of the schools. Like she got into FAU and that was it. Like, she didn't get into any other schools. I don't know why uh, neither of us got into the schools that we wanted to, but um, we both ended up going to FAU, 
And uh, we were there for a year, and we visited uh, one of my friends at UF for a football game. And I had never been to the school. And so we visited it, and I was like, this is an awesome school. It's in the middle of nowhere, but it's an awesome school, and I really want to go here. So I finished the one year at FAU, and I looked up how to get into UF the best way possible, like to transfer. And I called the best, admission. Best way being the easiest way. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I called the um, I called the office of admissions at UF, and and they were like, "Oh yeah, go to uh, go to the community college." right next to us, uh, Santa Fe College, and uh, you'll have a better chance of getting in if you graduate from there with your AA. And so I was like, okay. And so I talked to uh, my then girlfriend, um, and we both decided that we were both going to do that because we both loved the UF campus and we loved, you know, seeing all the students there because FAU was really... uh, commuter school at the time no one really lived on campus like during the weekends we would be the yeah now now they they have the the football stadium they have now it's it's... it's a little bit bigger and a little bit better but um yeah but at the time it wasn't that great and so um we moved up to santa fe or we moved up to to gainesville uh went to santa fe for a year got our aa applied to uf and we both got in which was awesome um, and we did our last two years at UF. Becca did three years cause, um, she was doing education. So, uh, they had a five year program to get her master's. Um, and, and so we did that and, um, graduated there with a bachelor's of design. I loved the school. Um, but you know, that whole process of FAU to UF was a long time. And, uh, I, I probably changed my major six times. Um, so did you, did you ever do the, uh, the, the pre-med route thinking never did pre-med. I, I cannot <laughs> I feel like stand. That's like, the, that's like the, the, that's... the standard, like I did that. Yeah. I, no, and like, I, I started was... biology and I was like, yeah, I'm going pre pre-med pre-pharmacy yeah. and that, that oh, was man. one they thing. You out so fast. Yeah. Well, that's what Becca did. Becca was in the, uh, she was in the pre-med program and she just like, cause she was doing biology and chem at the same time. And she could just not do it. Like it was, it was too much. Mm-hmm. And like her roommates were the same way. They couldn't do it either. Um, but yeah, pre-med is not one that I ever did. And I don't think I would ever do. I never showed interest in, uh, you know, medical sciences or anything like that, just because any sight of blood, I will pass out. Oh yeah. <laughs> any, uh, any needle that goes inside of yeah, me, Zach, I pass Zach out. Zach gets, Zach gets woozy. I am extremely squeamish. Somebody gets a cut. Anything like that. Yeah. And so that was never in my, in my sights. So, um, I, I went the more, you know, technical route. I started out, you know, right out of high school. I wanted to do engineering then I switched to architecture. Then because of the classes not lining up I, the way I wanted them to, I switched to uh, business and then I did finance and then I did accounting and then I did sports management. And then uh, I really wasn't liking sports management at the time, even though I thought I would. Um, and then I was just like, hey, why don't I go back to architecture? And 
UF's architecture program was awesome. I loved it. Um, yeah, so just to sum things up, if you're in college or you're out of college and you change your major a million times, you could still okay. <laughs> end up okay yeah. and start a podcast like us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like I, I changed my major six times and... I think the the last time I changed it was junior year of college, which is crazy. Your third year of college and you're changing your path of life. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's crazy. But I'm okay. Turned out all right. Yeah. Um let's uh do you now that you're graduated, now mm-hmm. that we're both graduated and we're both we've both been living mm-hmm. uh we're both <clears throat> living in South Florida. Um, I've been living here for, uh, out of college about five years. Zach's been down here for what? Three years now. Mm, Like two, two, two. Okay. Um, so any advice that you'd give to people coming out of college or, uh, trying to figure things out after college, you know, don't, don't be confined to your major for your future job. Because, I mean, there are so many things, like whether you're a business major or a sciences major or architecture, whatever it may be, like, there are so many jobs out there that you wouldn't even think of. So when you're looking for jobs and you're on, you know, Indeed or or ZipRecruiter or whatever it may be, like, um, don't don't look for jobs necessarily in your field. Just kind of scroll through the jobs and see any jobs that are available. Because some might interest you that, you know, you might think are really cool but have nothing to do with your major. Because ultimately, like, I don't know, it's important to get your money back (laughs) that you spent at college because, you know, being at college for five years doing architecture, if I don't do architecture, that's kind of just a waste of five years. Not not completely, but like because I learned a lot of like design stuff um, in college. Like I learned how to use Photoshop and InDesign and Illustrator and all that stuff. And so, um, so I don't know. I would say you know don't be completely confined by your major, but also. Maybe you should. <laughs> it, it really depends on personal preference, and yeah. Um, if, if okay, if you're, yeah, if if you're like a pre med major going in into medicine, yeah, you should probably do. Medicine. You should probably do medicine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, yeah. don't be confined. I mean, I did. Uh, I did political science. I went to Paul. Like, I loved political science. I loved yeah. doing. I loved writing papers. I loved. Uh, arguing with my professors about politics. Uh, when I got into politics, um, I hated it. It was I. I love the guys I worked with. I love the the candidates I worked with. But politics, man, was just like it's. It was not as exciting as uh, arguing with my professors, and and it, it wasn't. It wasn't just like the political banter that you had with yeah. your friends and mm-hmm. and. You're you're actually in it, and then you're kind of stuck in it for like ever, yeah. and then you don't really see any uh, monetary gains until yeah. you've made uh, success, which could be like ten years, and mm-hmm. then and then you could be a lobbyist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I switched 
career paths a few times. I yeah. mean, it's... I'm, you were um, doing insurance, you were doing... Yeah, I was doing insurance, medical sales, the, and, yeah, medical and, sales, and then uh, now I'm coaching. I, I did, I since I was a diver in college, I uh, came back and started coaching my club team and loved it. Um, and luckily, I make enough to live down here and, and still not be um, super worried about anything. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I just kind of, you know, Play the field out. Um, find yeah. out what you like to do. Um, yeah. Don't do sales. Um, yeah. Sales are <laughs> bad. Sales is dumb. Uh, um, no, but it, I mean, if you like sales, do yeah. sales. But uh, I, I did it in a couple couple jobs, and it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, I, w- I would say overall advice, like don't be afraid to do something that's out of your element because you're going to mostly learn on the job. But also, like, when you're right out of college, you're young. Don't be afraid to take risks. Like, obviously, yeah, don't move, don't don't invest out. like all of your money. Move out but, like, to L.A. Try to be an actor. Yeah, try. I mean, you're just so young. Like, like I I tell myself that all the time. I'm 24. If I live to be 100, I'm not even a quarter of the way done with my life. Yeah. Like that's like I just have I have so much time to kind of figure out who I want to be. Um. And you don't, you know, you don't have to be rich at 24. There are very few people who are rich at 24. So, so just be very open to different ideas and don't stress about figuring out your life right now because you you do you baby girl. Yeah. You do you baby girl. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So that's, that's kind of uh, all we have for the podcast today. Um, But What, what do we got coming up next week? So next week, I believe we're going to have our first guest. Um, it's going to be really exciting, really uh, great stories. And um, in the future, we're going to continue, you know, bringing on guests. Um, you know, we we have some people in the pipeline that we could possibly get, but who knows? Yeah, right, <laughs> it, it right might now be, it might be just be people more, we know. Yeah, uh, right now it's more people we people know. People will interest, um, introduce you to. Um, but yeah, we're going to do a bunch of fun stuff. We're going to think about different segments to put in and, uh, yeah, we hope you like it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, next Thursday, uh, check us out on ATB podcast on iTunes or Spotify or whatever you listen to too. Yeah. If you want, if you want, go in there and, uh, give us a little rating. Yeah. Um, five stars. Yeah. And we'll, uh, (laughs) we'll see you next week. All right. See ya. Thank you.